so many nights I decided I'm just going to save a lot of that for Jesus All right. I know worshiping him through song is for him too but we'll let her sing and her voice is probably better than mine anyway so <laughs> we're going to let that happen and then we're going to get to the word of the Lord Pastor and Sister Marshall for the gracious hospitality and for the privilege, the honor to come. They've treated us just like family. You all have such a blessing to be part of the kingdom of God, be part of this family. You know, Malachi describes God as a refiner and purifier of silver. And uh, a story was told of a lady who wanted to learn a little bit more about refining of silver and she went to visit a silversmith just to watch how it was done and she noticed that he watched very closely he watched that metal in the fire and he sat very close to the fire and she said do you do you really have to keep such a close eye on it and he said yes because if i don't if it gets too hot, it will destroy the silver. I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're going through the fire, the refiner's watching you. He's got his eye on you so close, he's going to make sure it doesn't get too hot. And she continued and asked him, well, how do you know when it's done? And he said, when I can see my image. When I can see my image, my reflection in that silver, I know that it's pure. And there's going to come a time when you'll come out of the fire and you'll be pure. You'll be more precious than ever before. A refiner of silver My 
find you each time that happens you just become a little more precious to him because that metal that goes through that refining process becomes more pure and when you go through that refining process each time you go through it God's just making you a little more pure well I feel the Holy Ghost before I got up here, God changed my message about five, ten minutes ago. I came all prepared to preach a whole nother message. I had everything prepped, ready to go, and it was there. And I was going to preach about prayer bringing revival and God he just completely rocked my world here for just a minute and honestly I'm comfortable with that I, he's done it to me enough times that I'm used to walking up without notes a lot of the time and just there's God saying you're going to preach this now okay God well I prepared other stuff so now you're just changing it now it's up to you God that it's not always up to him but so we're going to preach something else tonight and I'm still excited about what we're preaching. And I won't be surprised if just it blows up and then maybe the lid will come off and you won't have a ceiling left. Amen. You just see the fire blowing out. Amen. I want to give honor to the man of God and his wife, Brother and Sister Marshall. They've been such great hosts. Today had a great time of fellowship, getting to fellowship with them and talk with them and just spending some of the day uh, eating with them, fellowshipping. And folks, that's still part of the book of Acts. Yeah. We're still book of Acts church. They said they went house to house and breaking of bread. Yeah. And that's what we did today. And uh, it was a beautiful time. Thankful that we got to do that with them. And uh, Brother Marshall, I'm with you. I, I want to still keep in contact. And uh, if the Lord moves upon us, so I pray he does. We come back and preach another revival. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not that I want to invite myself back. I'm not trying, but I love this church. Yeah. And uh, if it's the will of God for that to happen, then I'm definitely willing to do that. I love this man of God and what the work of God that he's doing in this city. 
and I love what I feel. I love what I see. And just excited about what God's going to continue to do in this area. I really am. Amen. Why don't we stand tonight? Mark chapter number 16. The one thing I will say, a preacher, an older preacher said one time, and they asked him, is there a couple of different things that you would like to have before you got up into the pulpit? And he said, yep, there's two. One more hour of prayer and one more trip to the bathroom. <laughs> I know in my younger days, I'd get so nervous. That was the truth. And uh, I think when you're learning how to walk with God in the pulpit, it definitely, you're so nervous. And I, do, I still get the nervous jitters, but it's not as bad. A lot of time now, it's the Holy Ghost flutter is what I call it. You get the little bubbles in your stomach. And now I've walked with God long enough. I know when I start to feel that, I get excited. Awesome. Because I know God's going to do something special. And I've been feeling that Holy Ghost flutter today. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. Mark 16, verse 15. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And skipping down to verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word. How did he confirm it? With signs following. I pray that tonight the word of God would be confirmed in this house with the signs that will follow in this place. I said last night that I'd love to see people slain in the spirit drunk. I think one little girl did for a little bit. I pray it happens across this building tonight. I really do. And I feel like it really could happen. He ends it by saying, Amen. And then if you go over to Matthew chapter 19, verse number 26, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. Anything that you try to do in your flesh, it's going to be impossible. Amen. Well, I can't live for God. If you don't have God with you, definitely aren't going to live for God. Well, I can't live that way. You're right. You can't. That's why you need God to help you live that way. This is impossible. But with God, all things, all things, all things. I said all things are possible. Amen. Can we just give him a hand clap of praise tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, I'm excited what you want to do in this house tonight. Let us receive your word tonight. Let us put action behind that word tonight. Hallelujah. We love you tonight. We love you, Jesus. You may be seated if you'd like tonight. I hope, not that you haven't yet, 
But I pray that you really, really help me preach today. Yes. Amen. God, I feel, gave me this message just a few minutes ago to help encourage this church tonight. I know the last couple of services, God's been doing some plowing. Yep. Now tonight, he's saying, I want to lift my people up. Amen. I want to let them know there's still hope. And, and, and strength that you can do valiantly with God. If you go with God, you can do anything. All things are possible. And I pray before this service is over tonight that somebody's faith is going to be renewed in God. In the fact that you can do all things through Christ. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ strengtheneth me. It means those things that you feel like are impossible in your life to do. If you'll turn to God and let Him help you, you can do those things that you feel are impossible. This young preacher here today, you don't know it, I'm a very big introvert. I really am. I have a hard time, I did have a hard time, meeting new people, being outgoing. When I was a young person, it was very much a struggle for me to even walk up to somebody that I did not know and say hi. But I knew early on in my teenage years, God had called me to preach. And I said, God, if you're going to call me to preach, then I need to be hospitable and personable. Because you said in your word that he that hath friends but shows so friendly. If I'm ever going to invite somebody to church and be a witness, God, you've got to help me in this area. And as time went on, God put me in places in the church that he helped me. Because he made me one of the ushers in the church and the greeter. You have to be friendly when you're doing that kind of thing. And there were some other things he helped me with. And God began to change my nature to his nature. Because what you see right now isn't Jacob Smith in the flesh. Jacob Smith in the flesh be like, I ain't getting up there. I ain't talking in front of them. I ain't preaching them. There ain't no way. But I can get up with confidence in God, not in confidence in me, and know that God is behind there. The anointing is going to be there, and he's going to help me do what he wants me to do. And folks, you may say, well, in me, I'm an introvert. Me, I'm this. Me, yes, you are that. But God said, I am this. And whenever you get a hold of God and you let him change you in your nature, you become like him. And he said, you know what? I'm going to change who you are. I'm going to change your very nature to be what I want you to be. I didn't call you because you're capable. I said this the other night, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. God doesn't call us to do things because we're capable. He calls us to do things because that's what he wants out of us. And he said, you know what? Now I'm going to be that capability. I, meaning him. Because if you are in Christ and he is in you, then he's going to help you be what he wants you to be. I don't want to get too far off what I feel in the spirit. But right here, definement. Preach this in our church. Definement. There are times when, a lot of the time, you come out of the world and we're defined by what we did in the world. When we come to church and the people that used to know you are going to define you by what you did. Oh, yeah, you know that guy, oh, that drunk. 
You know that girl? Oh yeah, that lady that that guy that did drugs, this guy that was the drug dealer, this guy that did that. And, and whatever we did, we're defined by that in the world. Yeah. But when we come into the church and we give our life to God and we repent and we begin to live the way of the word of God, yes. God said, you know what? I'm going to redefine who you are. Yeah. I'm going to redefine you yes. for the sin away. Yep. You're no longer a drug addict. Yes. In the eyes of God, you're a man of God. Yes. Preaching the word of God. Being a witness to Him. Yes. You've been redefined by the word of God. Amen. All oh, too often we try to hold on to the definement that we've got in the world. Yes. And God's saying, no. The old things are passed away. Amen. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. You become a new creature in Him. You're not what you used to be. God changed your nature. He put a new spirit in you. He changed who you are. He gave you a new mind and a new attitude and a new lifestyle. Amen. Stop defining yourself as something that the world wants to label you as. Allow God to be the one who defines who you are and what you do in His kingdom. Amen. There are people, when they come out of the world, and they get in church, and God turns them into whatever He turns them into, a Sunday school teacher, a bus or van driver for Sunday school, an usher, a somewhere in ministry, a, a preacher, a pastor, a, whatever he wants to do. And there'll be people looking at you like, they're doing what? Yeah, right. Man, I remember when they used to. Yeah. But God took it and he said, they're not yours anymore. They're right. not. And I'm going to redefine who they are. You stop trying to define who you are. Let God define you. I'm got off on a side road here for a minute, but I feel like somebody needs this before we get to the next part. You need to know that God's trying to define you and quit saying and labeling yourself as I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. In God, in Christ. You can. All things. That's right. All things are possible. And so when we read these first couple of verses, we see the Great Commission, as we call it. It was where God was saying, you know what? This is what you're going to do. You're going to go out. Peter. And you're going to stop sticking your foot in your mouth. Peter. And you're going to be a preacher of the gospel. Yep. I know you, you've been one to open your mouth and every time it seemed like you did, for the most part, you just stuck your foot in your mouth. But Peter, I'm going to change that nature. Because I'm going to give you power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I'm going to change you and your desires and what you want to do. And so we see Peter changed. And we see the Apostle Paul, who used to be a tormentor and persecutor of the Christian church. Yes. Amen. And in his own right, a murderer. Yeah. God said, I'm going to change you. 
You're going to preach my word. Yep. You're going to be one of the greatest missionaries the world will ever know. Yep. Amen. Wow. The Great Commission. And they went and they did what Jesus told them to do. And we see him work with them and in them. And that all the things he promised came to pass. Go read the book of Acts. And you know what? Those things are still happening today. This isn't stuff that was just 2,000 years ago and they went and did that and now it's over. No, folks, I can tell you that with my very own eyes, I've watched God work and do miracles in my life and in others' lives. Because why? All things are possible with God. If you have the faith to believe that He's still able and He's still willing and He is willing. Amen. And He's here tonight to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. He's in this place tonight and He wants to work in your life and He wants to work in my life and He wants to begin to make you a witness for Him in the kingdom of God in this city. Folks, I don't know all the people in this city, but when I drove into this city Wednesday night, the sign said around 10,000 and some people. I told my church a long time ago, I am not satisfied with just having 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 people in my church in Brookings. Of course, it was a lot bigger than, than here. In the sense of that. Folks, I wasn't even satisfied with just 10%. You know why? Because that tells me that the devil would still have 90%. I ain't excited about having the devil have 90%. Folks, when I go to church as the pastor of that city, not just of the church. In that four walls, I was the pastor of that city. And this man is the pastor of that city. I wasn't concerned with all who was there. I was concerned with those who were not there. There was still another 25,000 people that weren't in those doors. Amen. I still needed to reach another 20 to 25,000 people in that city. Folks, tonight, there's still about 9,900 out there that say they need to get in the doors of this church. We need to be concerned about those who are not here tonight. God didn't call me just to pastor the few in the church doors. He called me to be the pastor of that city. When he called me there, he gave me power, authority, and dominion in that city. got in the sound system earlier tonight. Yeah. He was trying to, to cause some problems. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're going to give him a haymaker right up the chops tonight. Yeah. Before this is over, he's going to be laid on the floor down and out. Amen. When the devil tries to do stuff like that, I just come back at him. Yeah. I don't get scared. Amen. We're just going to have church. Yeah. And you're either going to get out or you're going to get knocked out. Or both. Knock you out and throw you out. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. 
messing with the wrong man of God. Yeah. And so God called me to pastor that city. Not just the few people that were in those doors. And whenever I talk to the church and say, look, it's not just my job to reach those people. We were all called. He didn't just tell the apostles that. He said, go into all the world. And he wasn't telling just preachers to go into all the world. He was calling every saint of God to become a witness for him. And your life is going to be what preaches the gospel. I said, your life. How you live. It ain't just what you do at church. All right. I ain't going to church because yeah. they bunch of hypocrites. Well, why don't you go to church and not be the hypocrite and begin to make the change? Yeah. Because you not going to church, you definitely ain't going to help change anything. So why don't you go to church and help make the change and let people see that there is a God? Be faithful. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Be faithful. Amen. Yes. The Bible talks about right. It is about a steward being found faithful. Right. God wants Amen. faithful people. Amen. That's right. God wants faithful people. Yes. Make up in your mind to be a faithful person to the house of God. Yes. And not just to the house of God, but that you're going to be obedient to the man of God. Yes. That is part of faithfulness. Yes. Amen. Amen. I said that is part of faithfulness. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. I don't want to meddle too much. But there are churches that I know of that they have a double standard church. Alright? I don't want to basically they tell their saint that you gotta live this way at church and whatever you do outside of these walls, that's up to you. Don't make no sense to me. You're either going to live for God all the time or none of the time. There is no halfway. God doesn't allow you to ride the fence. There's none of this. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to church and I'm gonna live this way at church. And whenever I walk out, well, folks, the nominal world allows that, and we see what it got them. I'm not trying to be mean or cruel. We've either got to be all in or no in. Yeah. You know what God said about lukewarm people? Yeah. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth because you're disgusting to me. You try to live halfway, God said, I don't even want to be a part of that. I won't have no part. I'd rather you be fully cold or all the way hot. But when you get lukewarm, I don't like lukewarm coffee. It's disgusting. I don't like lukewarm water either. It's nasty. Yes, I want it ice cold or piping hot. Amen. And God's saying that about you. Amen. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. He either wants you all the way hot, and if you're cold, you're backslid, so he wants you to get all the way hot. Amen. You didn't live for God. You didn't live for God. Jump in with both feet. So let God define you. And then get in and be a witness. Be faithful. Because we can't live one way 
outside of the church and then come to church and act like everything's all right. I'm going to talk this way at work, but I'm going to talk this way at church. It don't work. Well, I won't smoke any cigarettes when anybody's around, but when I'm off by myself, God still sees you. Whether your pastor does or not, whether the saints of the church do or not, God's still looking down on you. Well, I won't look at these kind of pictures while anybody's about. What does it matter? You better live the way you're going to live in front of people. Amen. Because somewhere along the way, God's going to confirm that word. He's going to reveal it. Be sure your sins will find you out. All things, all things he promised came to pass and his promises. They are yea and amen. That means so be it. Let it become. Uh, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. When you look in the Word of God, the word possible that we see in Matthew, but with God all things are possible, that word possible, it only appears 15 times in the KJV Bible. And the interesting thing is, the very first time it appears is in Matthew 19.26. When you look at that word possible, the meaning of it is going to blow you away because that word is dunatos. And you know what it means? It means able, powerful, mighty, strong, ability to alter or control circumstances. Brother Rich, you said breakthrough. There's breakthrough in this house tonight. I said there's breakthrough in this house tonight. Why? Because God is here and where God is, all things are possible. He is here and he can alter and is able to control any circumstance that you're dealing with. I didn't plan on preaching this tonight, but God knew exactly what needed to happen in this place. Yes. So through worship, here I am, all of a sudden, God's like, boom, you're preaching something. I was like, all right, God, what are you going to give me then? Right. Because I ain't only got a few minutes. Right. And whenever he gave me that, I was like, all right. All right. Something's going to happen in this place. Right. Amen. Amen. And the power of God is here. Amen. And that ability... To control or alter the circumstances. He's God. He's got it in his hands. He's possible that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So I don't care what you're dealing with in your life tonight. You just give it to God and say, God, here it is. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're going to do. But I trust you, Lord. And I'm still going to worship you in my service to you. I'm going to worship you in my lifestyle. I'm going to worship you by living for you and staying true and holy to your word, God. Give you the title of my message tonight, but tonight we're gonna we're preaching about shouting for revival. Shouting for revival. And I pray tonight that there's some 
some shouting, if you would, some dancing, yeah. some praise right. and worship. And it already has happened in the worship service. But I pray that it continues throughout the remainder of this service. And before it's over, that people are just dancing before the Lord. And their circumstance begins to fall to the ground. And all they see is the almighty, magnificent God. Do you know what it means to magnify God? Yes. It means to make Him bigger than your problem. And sometimes you just got to get out and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand the situation, but I'm going to praise you anyhow. I'm going to dance before you anyhow. I'm going to give you all the glory anyhow. Hallelujah. Yes. That's right. Let's just entertain that presence right now. Let's just entertain that presence right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's broken the aisles of this place. He's just searching for an obedient heart. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. aisles of this house tonight, Jesus. Minister in my life, Lord. of this already tonight Hallelujah. with the dear sister who said my knees was bothering yeah. me today but I got out and said you know what God I've already claimed the healing now I'm going to prove it through my action God and she began to dance before the Lord and what did she say now my knees are bothering me today God said you know what I'm going to I'm going to honor the faith of that woman by her action what she did sometimes you got to say you know what I don't see it yet I don't see the problem down yet. I don't see it taken care of yet. But I know, God, that's somewhere in it all. You're going to take care of it. And so I'm going to praise you beforehand. I'm going to dance upon you beforehand. I'm going to give you glory and honor beforehand, God. Because I know you're able. You're capable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With God, you are powerful. With God, 
I don't know what you got in store for this church, God. I don't know what you got in store for this city, God. But I know it's incredible, Lord. I know it's pure, God. I know you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Try me and see. Try me and see. In the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. This is something that you've prayed about for a long time. This is something that you've fasted for for a long time. And God saying, here it is. Here it is. What are you going to do with this? Here it is. Hallelujah. 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 Revival is in that you're looking for. Revival is it something far off in the distance, but it's here right now. It's here right now. And folks, it's revival time. It's revival time. It's outgrowth time. It's time to see conversions happen. It's time to see new growth happen. Hallelujah. 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 Get ready because the waters of trouble. Get ready because your seat might be taken next Sunday. It's time to be a participant, not a participator, but a participator. Hallelujah. 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 No weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, devil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, devil. I'm walking in authority, the authority of Jesus Christ. Ya 
Thou shalt understand what I have given thee, saith the Lord, in my spirit. Yea, thou shalt know victory, saith the Lord, over thy foes. Yea, thou shalt understand. Yea, my mysteries, saith the Lord. If thou abide with me, saith the Lord, thou shalt see. Yea, thou shalt be lifted up. And thou shalt know, saith the Lord, my resurrection. Thou shalt walk, saith the Lord, in my spirit. And thou shalt know, saith the Lord, the power that I have given unto thee. Yea, hear my voice, saith the Lord. For I have called thee, saith the Lord, to a high calling. Know ye that I am in your midst, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, if you will lose your life, you will find his life. If you lose the lower life, is what he was saying, you're going to find the higher life. God wants us to dwell in that place with him. How does that take place? It's through, amen, His Spirit that we abide. You know what? We're all baptized with, amen, that Spirit that resurrected Him from the dead. That's the Spirit that abides in us. Amen. And if the Spirit of Christ raised Him from the dead, the Bible says the Spirit of Christ is also going to quicken our mortal bodies. That we can rise up with Him. Not just in the rapture, but in the living that we live down here. That's what God called us to. That's that high calling. Because we're living in that higher life. The spiritual life. Praise God. You know what? If some of you can get a hold of that and some of you can understand and believe and have faith in God, guess what? You're going to overcome all those obstacles yes. and all the troubles and all the trials. Amen. You're going to be able to understand what it is to walk in the power of His resurrection. 
my 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 and we just we just received a small dose of it yes this is a small dose of it if I were you I'd, I'd be lifting up my hands and I would be saying man Lord God give us more pour out your spirit give us more let there be an outpouring man and he'll shake this place up just like he shook up the yes. upper room on the day of Pentecost. Yes. Like a rushing mighty wind. Yes. Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. That's his intent. That's his intent. That's what he called us to. Remember the moment you first received the Holy Ghost. Remember that experience. I remember my experience very well. But I remember how the Lord lifted me up. What I felt when I received the Holy Ghost. Guess what? He translated me from darkness to light. From this world into his kingdom. And that's what we're... Man, it's real. I tell you what. Amen. It is real. That's... A, this is a taste of our future home. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we better get used to walking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. We better get used to walking in that economy. Yes. Of the kingdom of heaven. Because this is what it's like. Man, I tell you what. Woo! I'd be marching around the sanctuary. Like, wow. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This, this is what it's like down here. I think, I think, I think, I think people just think preachers are strange creatures. Because, you know, when we feel the anointing, we understand it. We, we, there's nothing like it. Amen. And we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get you to come to that place of understanding what it is that makes us so crazy in Jesus. Amen. And that's what the Lord is trying to, he's doing right now in this place right now. My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your oh, thoughts. Come on, come on, come on, come on, As come on. heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than you. So you think about it. And as Paul said, we have been raised up together with him to sit in those heavenly places. Yes. You know what that means? I, 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 you know. When I first came to the Lord, I never really understood it. I, all I knew was that, boy, when I thought the Holy Ghost was like, 
I always took a, if, if I want to say it that, in that way, I always took a, a rocket ride in the Holy Ghost. God always took me up in the spirit, and I said, man, this is so good. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, woo! And you know what he does? He lifts you up. And But you know what? That's not the only thing. You know what he said? He said, raise us up together so we can sit together with him in heavenly places. So what does that mean? Sit together. That's not just for you to come and sit down. That's not what he's talking about. Guess what? That's where the throne of God is. In heaven. So he wants us to be able to sit with him. You know what that means? Sitting in his power. Sitting in his authority. Having that dominion. In our lives. That's what he means. Yes. But sometimes we don't want to comprehend that. Guess what? You could be on top of your world if you just humbled yourself and submitted yourself to the Lord. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the Bible is true. And we have power. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. We're going to keep on. We're going to keep on going at it. We've got one more service to go. You better make up your minds. <laughs> you never know what God can do. And I don't want to put the limit on him. I don't want to quench the spirit. I just want to let the Lord move and I want there to be liberty. How many of you are, are busy people tomorrow about two o'clock? You might not be around? Okay. Okay. How many of you are working tomorrow? No, okay. Okay, you work. What time do you get off, Brother Gary? 12 to 6. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can tell my boss I want it off. Uh, Sister Dina, can you give him Dale? Exactly. <laughs> That's his boss. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh, the only reason why I'm asking is Brother brother uh, Jacob and Sister Celeste are leaving tomorrow. We originally scheduled service for evening, but they're leaving tomorrow. Right after the service, and they're heading up to Aberdeen because they have to be there Sunday morning. So that means that they leave here. Let's say we get out of service. It's 9 o'clock now. Let's say they get out of service at 9 o'clock and they have to take off. Guess what? That's what? Four. Yeah, four yeah, that's right. That's so you're looking at 
month or eight months. And that's if we get done by nine, which we probably won't. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. We might go until midnight. That's right. That's right. But, and that's the only reason. So I said, you know what? <clears throat> if I could get, if, if nobody's working tomorrow and if everybody's free, I could, I could change the service to two o'clock so right. we could come in here. Sounds good. And have a Holy Ghost hold down and then let them be on their way because I know what it's like to travel. We just got done traveling that. Man, I tell you what, I don't like driving at night time. I like to sleep at night. Amen. I'm not young no more. I'm no spring chicken, so I know how it's like. You know. So I was just trying to impart my my slang. I was just trying to cut the brother some slack. But we got two people that are working. We got Brother Gary and Bella. Yeah, that's why I said two people. Praise God. The Lord is good, isn't he? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you feel? How many of you feel good? Lord's been personal, hasn't he? Yes. Glad he's personal. He'll come right. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I, I I feel this in the Holy Ghost. But some of you, some of you are still holding on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And, and you know. Yep. Some of you are still holding on. Yep. I can't bend your arm. I can't force you. All I can do is just do what Brother Jacob did, preach. Obviously, it's very obvious what the Lord is trying to get you to do. Very obvious. And and if the Lord is trying to get you to do it, that means that he has a plan for you. That's right. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that plan is, is, is a better plan than you have for yourself. Amen. That's the thing that you need to understand. I don't know why we choose to want to hold on to certain things that, yes, we're, we're, that's why we're in the predicament we're in right now. And that's why you're miserable. Be honest with yourself. You're not happy. You're miserable. That's right. Devil's a liar. So I'm saying this, and, and, and the Lord didn't make a mistake calling you. He knew what he was doing. Right. But you need to know what you want to do. That's right. That's it. And you just need to humble yourself. Humble yourself. The Holy Ghost is still a great experience, even greater. I'm saying that because I've been filled with the Holy Ghost for a long time. Guess what? God has never failed me. He's never let me down. That's right. He's always lifted me up. He's always made a way. 
He's always been there. He's never, ever failed. And that's what God can do for you. God will do that for you. So you think about what he's doing right now. And it's very obvious speaking to all of us in here. Very obvious. And that's what God wants you to do. He just wants you to say, hey, I just give up. I just give up. I want to get out of your way, Lord. And I want you to move in my life. If you would do that. Brother Boots. Sister Elizabeth. Sister Angel Lee. All you young people. My, my, my. Praise God. Your life would definitely be better. All of us need our lives to be better. We all need improvement. And it's good when we can allow the Lord to do that for us. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, in a sense, figuratively, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Because I'm trying to figure out whether we should have a 2 o'clock service or whether we should have a 6 o'clock service. 6 o'clock service. Are you sure, brother? I, I don't want to do that to you, brother. I said it for myself. <laughs> okay. That's why I put you out of that hard place. S- Sister Celeste. Alright. Alright. Okay. Six o'clock here it is. No, prayer at six. We'll start at six, six thirty. But let's come in here tomorrow and let's just let's put let's put the icing on the cake tomorrow. Are we gonna have some fellowship tonight afterwards? Is there some Okay, yeah, we have some sandwiches and stuff afterwards. Yeah, yeah, today's Friday. Ever since I got back from Georgia, I've been kind of blue. Amen. So second Friday this week. Okay, okay. So we're gonna have some fellowship. Greet one another. I don't know who should greet. Greet our visitors. God bless you. Thank you for coming. We'll have some fellowship refreshments afterwards. So, Amen. You're dismissing you.